What's going on, everyone? Happy night. One of the restart of the NBA season. This is Anti of a Fantasy Alarm Podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Justin Fedstrom here with Adam Rodas. Rodas, what's going on? How'd you enjoy night one of the NBA? Yeah, I'm just happy that the NBA is back for sure. It's one of my favorite sports, especially for sports betting and DFS. So it's good to have it back. We had two close games, obviously some rust and sloppiness. And it's something that we talked about uh, that I was just worried about these over under numbers. And we saw it. Both games went under by quite a bit. I mean, this is lower scoring than usual. And I had that feeling but I wasn't 100% sure, so I didn't want to touch it. And it was crazy because the Jazz Pelicans number, the over-under total over the last few days, it shot up like 10 points. And especially today, it went up and up. And I'm like, do are people not taking into account the layoff and everything? Because I did not expect to see like a 120-117 game. So both games, rather low scoring, going under the totals and very interesting to see what happens the next couple days with these game totals it might take a couple days to get back into the high scoring offense that we were used to seeing during the season what you saw tonight does it make you want to bet the unders for the next few days are you going to ante up on some unders or are you just going to maybe stay away for the next day or two, just be a spectator and get the lay of the land? Because like you said, it has been a layoff. There is zero momentum going in to this restart. So what are you going to do in this regard? It does make me lean towards the under. I don't know if I'm going to uh, put anything on it, but based on these first two games, uh, yeah. Now with the Pelicans, you know, they did not play Zion Williamson a lot. And that was something we knew was possible. And I think that certainly was a factor because he was scoring with ease. I mean, he looked good. He was getting to the basket. He played 15 minutes and scored 13 points, six of eight from the field. So not having him on the court certainly was a factor. And then Lonzo Ball really struggled with his shot, you know, two or 13. But we saw, you know, 42.7% uh, from the field for the Pelicans. 44% from the Jazz, who uh, had a stretch where they couldn't hit anything. And uh, the same thing with the Clippers and Lakers. You know, LeBron James really struggled with his shot. Lakers shot 39% from the field. Clippers, 43.2%. So uh, I think that's going to be a common theme uh, over the next couple of days here uh, for these teams as they get acclimated. And some players didn't play a lot in the scrimmages. Uh, you know, chemistry issues. I mean, we already heard Steve Clifford talking about the magic uh that they're not going to play uh, a lot of guys deep minutes and, and go 10 to 12 players in the rotation. So uh, it is something to keep an eye on here. And uh, I'm interested to see if these totals start to go down. You know, Rockets Mavericks Friday night is the highest total at 228 and a half. I think if there's any game that goes over, <laughs> it's a game it's involving the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Because you know, they're going to play at a fast pace and, and, and remember Mavericks, Rodis, remember they're allergic to defense too. Right, and the Mavericks are willing to play at that pace too. But um, So even if there are a ton of missed shots, they might come four or five seconds into the shot clock and the pace is pretty high. Uh, so that would be the one game. And we've already seen Harden put up some big numbers in those scrimmages, and he's a guy that uh, I think is ready for this pace. So, But yeah, I think that's the big takeaway that I saw from the first two games, and I'm not surprised at it. I was... I was stunned watching that number go up and up. And, you know, like I, uh, we've discussed this, I just – I wasn't 100% sure. Uh, I figured it was going to be the under, but I just 
I didn't put money on it. So I can't sit here and say I told you so because I didn't put anything on it. I wanted to see what would happen, but I'm not surprised by that at all here in the first two games. And now I know that you and I, I mean, I thought we were going to be celebrating because I loved the, and I got the Pelicans minus two going into tonight's game. It was at two and a half, toggled between two and two and a half. And for three quarters of the game, as the story goes with modern day NBA, it looked like it was going to be easy street, but then all of a sudden they lost and they ran out of gas. And that's something Ronas that I really didn't take into account. And I thought, I didn't think we were great. Cause I know you and I went in, in on this game. I didn't think that it was a shoot. It was a lock. We've breached halftime, but all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, any kind of offensive effort from the Pelicans evaporated just 17 points in the fourth quarter, Ronis. And just like that, Utah comes away with everybody's favorite player, Rudy Gobert, hitting some clutch free throws at the end, 106-104 in favor of the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I was talking to someone who was on Utah at, at, at halftime, and they were all upset. They're like, I can't believe it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, the game's not over, man. I was hoping it was, but I, I know how the NBA goes. You know, your team could look terrible at halftime, and all of a sudden, you know, get that run that they need, stay in the game, and then come through in the fourth quarter, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, the Pelicans, uh, they they needed Zion Williamson in this one, uh, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm a little surprised he only played 15 minutes, but – it has to be, and I didn't see any comments immediately after because I was watching, you know, Lakers Clippers right after. Um, I'm sure it was probably a conditioning issue since he missed some time in the bubble, tending to a personal matter. He had to leave and just came back. That would be my guess, but uh, it's a big loss for the Pelicans. Uh, they need every win they can get as they're chasing that eighth seed. So this was a really bad game for them to lose, and uh, you know they just. Uh, they didn't get enough offense, especially in that fourth quarter and uh, very disappointing uh, second half for the Pelicans because it looked like they had this game in control. And, you know, Brandon Ingram taking that shot at the end of the game, missing that three. Uh, Lonzo Ball not hitting his shots and, uh, you know, pretty much a sloppy play. Uh, you know, each team with 20 turnovers and there are a lot of botched fast breaks as well. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of rust there on uh, for all these teams right now. Lonzo Ball, 2 for 13 from the field, was 0 for 4 from three-point range. He should just not shoot threes, even though it looked like he got a little bit better from last season at shooting threes. Maybe, and this is what I always say about Lonzo Ball, Ronis, this guy, I love his drive so much. They just have to let him do it more, and they have to let the wings give him room, set the entry screen so he can go and just try to draw some contact. That is the best Lonzo Ball. A Lonzo Ball that is driving, not jump shooting. Well, he's shooting 38.3% from three-point range this year. He's gotten a lot better, and he was shooting well from three-point range before the stoppage. It's one of those nights. So, uh, you know, his game has really come along, and he was putting up some big numbers. But I think we're going to see this from a lot of players here the first few days. Uh, you're going to see bad shooting, and you're going to see some sloppy play uh, as these guys – You know, what they, I think each team had, what, like three scrimmages? It's, uh, it's not enough. Yeah, they need um, more time. That's for certain. And in this game, you had two nice bench scores if you started them in DFS. Jordan Clarkson for the Jazz, 23 points off the bench. I mean, that's what happens when you're down Boyan Bogdanovich, who's a 20-point-per-game scorer. They have to have others pick up the slack. And with Joe Ingles, it didn't look great at first for him. He got a few points towards the end. But Jordan Clarkson, 
23 points and five boards, two steals with a few assists as well. Have a game for him. He's going to definitely benefit from the absence of Bogdanovich. No question. I mean, he was in the write-up on FantasyAlarm.com for DFS. Uh, I made sure to get him in all my lineups because I knew he was going to play big minutes. And, you know, especially when he's with the second unit, you know, take a ton of shots. And that's exactly what happened. He actually led the Jazz with 17 shots from the field. Mike Conley was next with 16. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll probably see that salary rise a little bit. But uh, depending on the slate and what's there, uh, Clarkson's going to definitely be in play. This might be a weird question for you. And I guess it's, is it matchup dependent or not? Because both of them are going to have such a big role. And I guess it also depends on price. But just taking price out of it, who would you trust more moving forward, or at least from game by game, Conley or Clarkson? Because we all know what we've seen with Conley, but, you know, the four assists, I wish he had a little bit more than that. Clarkson off the bench, though, getting the 17 shots, he's cheap, a little bit cheaper. I don't understand how you don't go with Clarkson, even though Conley is the starter. Yeah, I mean, he'll and, and Conley played 34 minutes and Clarkson 32. So the one thing we saw from Utah, they played a tight rotation, you know, uh, you know, six guys over 30 minutes and they played, you know, a total of nine guys, but three of the other guys played 14 minutes or fewer. So uh, if this is how they're going to continue, uh, that makes it uh, pretty easy to assess them for DFS. And we're not going to be able to say that about a lot of teams, especially coming up on that Friday slate. No, no. In fact, if you're looking to try to decipher the Orlando Magic, they're going to be rolling 11 deep. When it comes to their rotation, as Steve Clifford has said, as you alluded to, Rodas, what let's talk about top scores very quickly. Brandon Ingram, 23 points and eight boards. Drew Holiday, 20 points, five boards, four assists, three steals. He did have six turnovers, and that was one of the things that stood out to me, Rodas. You were talking about botches on the fast break, but here's the thing with Drew Holiday. A lot of these no-look passes that were right to the invisible audience— that's really what it came down to. And I'm sitting there shaking my head being like, Drew, just slow down a little bit. And I know that you're trying to keep up with the Jazz as they're storming back. But I think that was the biggest issues with him is that when he's running the point, he's giving a lot of these no-look passes. They're not even hitting anyone. They're going right to the invisible crowd. Yeah, it was definitely sloppy. And uh, I'm interested to see now. What happens with Zion Williams the next game, too? Um, I don't think you can play him in DFS. No, no, no. Right? Until 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 I see 25 minutes or 20, 25 minutes. And they have the Clippers next game, too. Oh, forget about it then. No way. You're going to wait. And at this point, they do have something to play for. They want to try to get that eighth seed, at least be in contention to get the two games. But when it comes to Zion Williamson, this is about thinking about their future. And this is their prize. First overall pick from the draft, 15 minutes. I'm not surprised by that. 13 points efficient when it comes to scoring, but zero rebounds, which is very interesting to me. You see a guy like Derek Favors, two points, eight boards. So I'm wondering if Zion maybe isn't 100% if he's not playing as aggressively when I see a big man like him scoring, but not grabbing boards. What do you think? Yeah, or conditioning. I mean, there's definitely something was up there. I mean, he was getting to the basket with ease. There was no problem there, but uh, yeah, it would have been nice to, to get that before the game. But um, you know, uh, I didn't use him in either lineup, but I did, you know, have him in the write-up. but mentioned a note that, you know, be on the lookout because the minutes could be limited. 
Yes, and someone that actually benefited on this team that I like for future. This is a nice prospect who I like. Jackson Hayes wrote us. This guy has some great ups. I put this out on Twitter earlier, and that's because when it comes to Jackson Hayes, just seeing a guy be able to get up like that, he needs to gain a little bit of mass on the body. He's learning. He hasn't been given a lot of playing time this year because of other players in front of him. Still grabs seven boards. Nothing to do with DFS, but that just shows that they can limit Zion Williamson with a lot of other options to pick up a few other minutes. Yeah, I don't know. Not not if they want to win. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no, they're they're zero and one right now in this in these eight games here. And for the Jazz, Rudy Gobert had fourteen points and twelve boards. Royce O'Neal, Adam mentioned before, twelve points, nine boards for him, and two steals. And if someone gets hurt, by the way, and this is something you guys got to watch out for. Let's just say Clarkson or Conley goes down you're going to start to see Royce O'Neal run the point a little bit more and that can help with that assist so just be on the lookout because we're talking about conditioning with for this restart there are going to be injuries so if Conley gets hurt or Clarkson either one of them you're going to be seeing Royce O'Neal pick up assists I'm telling you that right now before we get to the Lakers Clippers game to talk about what stood out we have to thank our sponsor of Andy Up time to pay a few bills Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyNightFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTEUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, Rodas, this is Anti Up. Justin Fensterman with you tonight. I'm sorry you're stuck with me more times this week than you probably want to be, so I apologize for that, but I love being able to at least talk some hoops with you. And looking at this Lakers-Clippers game, nice little back and forth. It seemed like there were a team that got out to an eight-point lead and then all of a sudden it evaporated in the blink of an eye just like that. What did you notice, though, about the Lakers first off? I mean, did you think that LeBron looked good? I mean, 16 points, 11 boards, 7 assists. He seemed like he was doing what LeBron does. Nice, hard drives, slicing through defenders. And then even at the end of the game, when he had that miss off the front rim, immediately got his own rebound, put it back in. That's just what LeBron James does. Yeah, overall, though, I don't think he looked good. There definitely was rust here. I mean, he turned it over five times. He didn't shoot the ball well. Six of 19 from the field, two of seven from three-point range. Uh, obviously came through when 
he needed to at the end, grabbing his own miss and getting the rebound to put them ahead for good. But uh, there was definitely, uh, you know, struggles with his shot. And, uh, you know, he did play pretty good defense, though, and, you know, hit some shots late. Um, so uh, for him, it's just about, you know, getting conditioning, playing some minutes and getting ready for the playoffs. Because right now, uh, Lakers really don't have much to play off. I mean, this win, you know, pretty much puts the the one seed in their possession because uh, I think the lead is, uh, what, six and a half now? Yep. So it's right there then. Yeah, because there are seven games left. So it's pretty much locked in for them. Anthony Davis will have a game for him. 34 points, eight boards. I don't want to say this is like the comeback, but this is the season where we're actually seeing a almost fully healthy Anthony Davis. And he took the same amount of shots as LeBron. But having his way underneath 34 points, eight boards, 80. But the biggest thing with him, Ronis, that stands out, 17 free throws. That's almost hack shack territory. Yeah, and he can hit them 16 to 17 from the field. So, you know, it was a good sign there. We knew he was going to play, had that eye issue. Uh, he was someone that I felt like you had to get in your DFS lineups, kind of put in the write-up that uh, he was going to get the easier matchup because LeBron would see some Kawhi and George and, you know, no Montrez Harrell there for the Clippers, uh, which is why, like, I thought the Lakers should win this game. No Harold, no Lou Williams. I mean, the Clippers only had 10 guys to practice for a good portion of this bubble. So they're not the same team right now. Uh, and I, I still feel that they're the better team. We'll have to see. I mean, I know that you have a bet on them to win the title. That was my prediction that they would win the title as well. So we're very much on the same page in that regard. Let's talk about Kyle Kuzma. Because as the Lakers get very, very close, one game away essentially from locking up that first overall seed in the Western Conference, Kyle Kuzma, I feel like we have to take advantage of whatever the price point is for his next game before it goes up too high. I mean, he played 32 minutes and had 16 points and seven boards, shot 50% from the field, four for seven from three, a lot of three-pointers because that's what Kyle Kuzma does. But still, Ronis, he had a good night, loved seeing him grab boards. And this is a guy that I want to take advantage of because I feel like in a few games from now, it's almost going to be too much to spend for Kyle Kuzma thinking that Anthony Davis may be leveling off with his playing time, maybe getting his minutes decreased by, let's just say, five to eight. That would go to Kuzma. 32 minutes, I feel like the next game, we have to take advantage of him in DFS. Yeah, I don't know if his salary is going to climb that much for a couple of games. Uh, we'll see, and it's depending on the slate. I still feel uh, Davis and LeBron are going to play mid-30s for at least three, four more games. I just don't think you can say, all right, we're, we're close to wrapping it up. Now you guys are going to only play, you know, 25 minutes for six straight games. I just don't see that. You know, I understand they're protecting the players and everything, but they really need to get these guys in shape and in condition and getting used to playing these minutes. So I think for at least a few games, we should see them play normal starter minutes. So does the even thinking that way, would you still want to look at Kyle Kuzma over those next few games, despite the fact that you think that Davis's minutes will still be in the mid-30s? No, I think so, because we saw 32 tonight. I mean, this was a tight game. It wasn't a blowout, and he still played 32. You know, I think, you know, he can be their third scorer. You know, that's the thing. You know what you're going to get from LeBron and Anthony Davis, right? Uh, night in, night out. The key is going to be who's going to be the third guy. And I think with the Lakers, it's going to have to be a different guy in order for them to win a championship, it's going to be a different guy every time out. 
I think one night it'll be Kuzma. There'll be a night where Danny Green gets hot and, and is hitting his threes. Uh, there'll be a, a Caldwell Pope game. Uh, that's what they're going to need. Oh, I thought I was about to—I was about to crush you if you were going to say J.R. Smith. I was like, don't say it. Don't say nah, Deion Waiters he either. Minutes tonight. Hey, Waiters was pretty good tonight. Five I know, 10 11 from points the field. in 21 minutes. He yeah. shot 10 shots from the field, too. Very interesting. The third most shots attempted on this Lakers team. I was a little bit surprised, but or shouldn't I be surprised? Because that's what Deion Waiters does. He all he does is shoot one for six from three. Sounds about right for Deion Waiters. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, they, they re- they're really going to need Kuzma, though. I mean, he's going to have to become, for most occasions, I think, their, their third scorer. So uh, I do think uh, we'll see Kuzma quite a bit, even off the bench. Uh, we'll see if he can continue, though, getting these uh, 32 minutes. Right. And you're right, by the way, when it comes to they're going to need a different guy each night. You said Danny Green, and he will come through. But the big question with Danny Green will be, can he get you any other stats besides scoring? We'll have to see. KCP might be able to get you some steals, decent perimeter defender that he is. But outside of that, it's going to be very hard, at least at the start, to pick who that guy is going to be if you're going to build around the Lakers. That's why. Well, it was a two-game slate, so you were probably going to have to dip in somewhere, especially if you were trying to be different. I mean, if you just – hopefully you didn't go too into uh, the Lakers if you wanted to cash tonight. I mean, but – uh, but yeah, I mean, if it's like a four or five game slate, you're really only looking at Davis and LeBron and maybe Kuzma, depending on the salary. It's it's really difficult to go with anyone else on this team. Uh, tonight was a two game slate, so you were trying to be different, looking for different players. But if you did go with anyone outside of the top three, uh, it probably did not work out for you tonight. I Look, I did use Danny Green on DK. Still cashed, but could have been a way better night if I went in a different direction. I was looking at Alex Caruso with no Rondo, just like his hustle, but he didn't really shoot that well from the field. Took seven shots, played 28 minutes. That's something to watch. Let's see how his assists go when it comes to the next few games. It's not someone that I'm excited about, but if I'm in a GPP and I'm looking for somebody else that could at least get me maybe 10 points, 12 points, and five to seven assists that I had a very cheap price. That's the guy. I was a little bit surprised that they started both KCP and Green in that combination with Caruso. But then you have to remember as well, LeBron James will run the point for a good amount of the game. And that's where Caruso is going to be limited ultimately. Yeah, I mean, I kind of mentioned him as a potential play on FanDuel, but I, I did not use him. I didn't think you needed to go that low tonight. Um, you know, he, he showed a, a couple of nice things in the fourth quarter, came up with a nice defensive play, but you're not going to get much fantasy-wise. No, and that's why you have to be careful. This is just the first night and a different slate than normal two games, so we have more focus on some of those lower-tier players from the four teams that played. He's Adam Rodas. I'm Justin Fetzman. Andy up and get with us at FantasyAlarm.com if you want to win some cash. Our core sports are back, and even the non-core sports, we've got your content. FA Nation, our family. You can't spell family without FA for Fantasy Alarm. Rodas, Fetzman. It's Andy up on the Sawdust Podcast Network.